episode of Rebootleggers. This is a comedy podcast with me, your host, Scott Owen, and my co-host, Frank Fra- Sarah. Francis. I'm me, Frank Sarah. Francis Will Will Waldorf Wilhelm. Sarah. Wilhelm Sarah. <laughs> oh, I, I can't claim any relation to the Waldorfs. I'm sorry. That's my mistake. Um, I legally, I, that's not going to work. Do you need to redo it? No, we'll just keep going. It's fine. No, we'll just we'll just keep going. But I need you to remember your mistake. I understand. Um, <laughs> we we are joined by uh, a very special guests, a special guests, because grammar is not a thing here in the Rebootleggers Writer Studio. Marvel Comics writer and creator of Doctor McNinja, Christopher Waldorf Hastings. Is that right? Thank you. Yes, yes. A lot of people forget my middle name. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that's middle names are important. And uh, Chris has uh, invited his wife, Carly, to join us, which we are very excited for. Uh, hello, Carly. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you, Chris, for inviting me. Yeah, I guess my you pleasure. Let, you should let Chris do it. Uh, so, <laughs> we, you know, we're just here in, in the writer's room getting ready to... We, Frank, we, we've got a lot of... Uh, we've got a lot of... What's the word I'm looking for? Chutzpah? Yeah, no. I was gonna say chutzpah. I guess it's chutzpah Boom. now. I guess we that's the word I'm looking for. We've got we got a lot of uh, a power in this room. I feel like this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this We've been is talking exciting. for a couple episodes about hiring writers, and we actually just went ahead and did it. Wait, what? Um, we kind of blew out the budget. Hold up. All right, we hired. Right. Well, I think I think we're getting the one for. I know I had to pay for, um, for Chris. Did did you not? Let's so. Frank, we've been we've been hinting at uh, the Dickens cinematic universe for a good while in a, in our show, um, and I think it's high time that we really that we really got into it. And h- what better way to do that than with two people who actually write things? You know, sounds pretty good. And so, yeah, I mean, Frank clearly agrees. He paid us. <laughs> yeah, I got paid too. I sent a well, I sent a Venmo invoice. Dang. Um, yeah. I we'll guess, edit that out, Scott. Uh, I guess I could just... Frank, do you just want to run the show? <laughs> well, oh, I wasn't trying to step on... I wasn't... Um, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, Carly... Scott, and, I'd be happy for you to pay us as well. That's. I sent an invoice to each That's actually you. really... That's really nice of you. I felt weird asking if you wanted money from me, but, like, I didn't know how to get to... Anyway, what... So, <laughs> Chris and Carly... What do you remember of Charles Dickens? How familiar are you with any of him or his works? Um, love those Christmas ghosts. Love Christmas ghosts. Love a woman who won't take off her bridal gown. Yep. You know. Love, right. a, love a, a, a reversal of fortune. Love orphans. Love orphans. <laughs> Can't get enough orphans. Love... Dennis Love that prison. he died on June 9th, 1870, at age 58. Oh, young boy. Love that his resting place is Poets Corner, <laughs> Westminster Abbey. It is a, it's a lovely corner where the poets are. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday nights, they turn into Slam Poets cor- Corner, and I don't, <laughs> I don't love that. But uh, it's, it's, it's a, if, you, if you ever have a chance to go to the Abbey, check out old... Oh, old Chuck's resting Old. place. Check out Charles Dickey. Ooh. Charles Dickey. Did you think his friends called him Chuck Dickey? No, no way. Uh, this was Victorian England. They my friends say... would have. <laughs> no. He's dick to me. 
So uh, we already have established kind of our... Who would we compare him to? So Ebenezer Scrooge is our first Dickens character that we've really fleshed out. Frank, who 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 would we compare him to in the Marvel universe? Is he our <laughs> Agent Coulson? Ooh, I f- uh, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Yeah, because he's got he's got the hookup. He's got the info. He knows what's going on. He's kind of Agent Coulson. And Nick Fury had a baby. I was thinking Nick Fury. Cause yeah, because he's, he's prickly. Yeah. Curmudgeon. Well, classic um, Scrooge is uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, sure. Oh, oh he man. is. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> is just Nick Fury before he lost his eye, I think. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. sure. Um, <laughs> and, and that really fits because so the, <laughs> the role Dick, that Scrooge has taken in the other films that he has barely appeared in is usually the end credit scene where he recruits. <laughs> we really have slotted him in that way. Yeah, and so that's I mean, pretty perfect. So I'm just thinking of like Peter Parker like going into the bugle and like asking for an advance on his pictures of Spider-Man and being told, "Are there no workhouses?" <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Are there no prisons for I'm you, Parker? Peter is is. Bob Peter is absolutely oh. Bob Cratchit. Yeah. yeah. And, and right now, Stanley is listening to this and saying, Oh, now you get it. <laughs> Stanley is in the room with us. Yeah. It's for Stanley to hear one second of our podcast. Yeah. God. <laughs> for Stanley even to just know my name. Scott, oh, I have to tell you, I love podcasts. I love the medium. I have nothing to do all day but listen to internet radio. Stan- Direct from Stan Lee. You heard it yeah, here. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> listeners, obviously you can't see this, but Stan Lee did just enter the Rebootleggers Re- writer's room, which I guess we've never talked about the writer's room before, Frank. Everybody, you know, we've just mm-hmm. never thought to draw attention to it. It's but. big. It's orange. It's full of chairs, but no tables. It's got a weird uh, <laughs> Hawaiian, like, but from the future theme to it, which I don't understand how we pulled mm-hmm. that future off. Future Hawaii. But so... Yeah, Dickens does have a lot of orphans, and so uh, we should probably maybe use some of them as our, I guess, we're going for, I feel like this is almost League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What's, uh, yeah, what's a better word for okay. fodder? Better word for what? Um, for for fodder. Um, these orphans <laughs> are our chat. Century? What is, yeah, uh, that's good. Orphans are hot is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Orphans are so hot right now. Oh, so no the, one wants anything to do with a person with a parent. That's true. <laughs> uh, and I guess the other thing that you guys should know about how the show works is all of these uh, properties that we come up with air on our fictional network, the NBCW, um, <laughs> which we like. The tagline is NBC content and CW abs. So, basically, the the one thing that we require that Frank really touched on was that everyone has to be super hot. Prime toastiness. Just super attractive. So, orphans... Oh, we didn't even discuss that the fact that our Ebenezer Scrooge... Oh, he's gorgeous. 50 but 30 and ripped. Yeah, he's... Oh, nice. That is actually established canon. A little Um, something for baby. (laughs) So, who are some notable Dickens orphans... I had a list of them, and uh, I lost them. Little Dorrit. Yeah, Little Dorrit's your big one. Dorrit. Spoiler, is, uh, uh, is David spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. So Amy Amy Dorrit is uh, an orphan. Uh, you got Oliver. Oliver. 
Oh, the Oliver. The Twist himself. Mr. Twist. Um, is there is it Esther Summons Summerson or Summonson? She's from Bleak House. Is she an orphan? Mm-hmm. Are you just uh, are you just pulling these off your bra- off your dome? Oh no! I so I I watch so, a lot of BBC. Yeah, Carly really likes Bleak House and Little Dorrit. Like there are some excellent BBC adaptations of them. All right, we have our very own Dickens Oracle in here. Jeez. So, so that's why when she came in, I was like, "You gotta get in on this Dickens stuff. <laughs> get on this Dickens." <laughs> oh yep, the sweet words of a husband. Yeah, it was a weird moment we just shared. Um, so I don't know about Little Dorrit. Tell me what's. Oh, Little oh, Dorrit is excellent. Right, okay. Let him know about. Here's my elevator pitch for Little Dorrit. Let him know about that debtor's prison. Little Dorrit. <laughs> She's sweet as, sweet as pie. She was a baby born to the debtor's prison. In a debtor's prison. And Oof. her father uh, perceives himself as gentleman. Um, he's the father of the Marshalsea. The Marshalsea is the name of the debtor's prison. Mm. Enter Arthur, what's his last name? I don't remember. Um, anyway, enter this guy. He comes in. He's, a, he's also a sweetie pie. And he's like, I'm going to help you out. I want to help out your family. Finds out, looks into it, finds out that this family is uh, is about to inherit a tremendous wealth, clears mm-hmm. all their debts. So the dad is like, great, now I'm rich, I want nothing to do with you. And Amy's like, but I love him. And then they go off to travel and enrich themselves in Italy um, along the way. Uh, Mr. Dorrit is haunted by his his past ghosts? in the debtor's prison. Oh. Yeah, and ghosts. Well, the ghosts of his mind. Um, yes. He, yeah, he, he goes crazy, don't he? He becomes, <laughs> in, yeah, he kind of goes insane and he, he becomes sick and he dies. Yeah. Uh, and then little Dorrit comes back to England and she's like, I wish I'd never met you to, I can't remember his name, Arthur. Um, Flintwitch? Nope, Flintwitch is a servant of, oh, Clenum, Arthur Clenum. Arthur Clenum. Arthur Clenum. So, uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, and Arthur, and, and all this while, Amy Dorrit is in love with Arthur Clenum, who is very kind to her. Um, anyway, they God, wind you, up... you can really tell that he was writing this by the seat of his pants for, like, a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. it was a serialized... Just like, ah, and then, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Clemens arrives, and, uh... And, then that, and the... then that Les Mis guy read it, and he was like, I could do this better. <laughs> yeah, but the main the main thing is that uh, little Dorrit starts out poor, becomes rich, is poor again, and then is is rich again, um, and then she's she's in love with Arthur Clenum, and they they fall in love. Her wait, so wait, <laughs> Arthur is her age and bails her and her dad out of the debtor's prison. He's an older older than her, but not her dad's age, and he's okay. just a, a swell At- dude that strolls in and helps them out. As was the custom. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> All right, so this opens a good door with ghosts. So we know that Scrooge mm. can see ghosts, obviously. Scrooge can they, see ghosts. The That's... ghosts say, please help me solve my murder. No problem. So Amy now obviously has a connection to ghosts. So The ghosts of her father's mind? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe they're real ghosts now. Yeah. There, aren't really, there aren't really a ton of ghosts in Little Dorrit. Well, uh, there, there are, are a in... lot of de- there's a high body count, but not a lot of ghosts. Well, why don't we say in this version of reality, any metaphorical ghosts are real ghosts? Yes, great. that is great. Perfect. I think Let's that'll work out pretty well. Let's not make the distinction between real ghosts and imagined mm-hmm. ghosts. Yeah, for... they are all real. Does Every... imaginary ghosts still look like ghosts on a movie screen? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the sheets. Um, <laughs> and, and the... And the eye holes. Frank, remind me, did our Christmas Carol take place in modern-day London? Did we bring it forward, or was it still, like, old times? Vampire um, times? I believe it was still vampire times. Okay. All right, then you're gonna need a lot of steampunk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, there's so much steam everywhere, just I... filling up all the tubes. Yep. Well... Okay, so this, this it's also got to have a bit of time travel in it if Scrooge has been We've showing up in all of our other for that. Oh, right, David Copperfield is the guy who shows up. We, we, we've, we, have, we have established David Copperfield as a... Um, He's a recurring as character. A, as a dimension shifter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. He can walk into other stories and participate in them. Much is, like the modern-day David Copperfield. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it would be a lot of fun if it wasn't the version from the story, but just the modern... <laughs> Wizard. David That's what I've always imagined. That's what it is now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We've never once said anything about him other than his name, so that's who that is yeah. now. He is... Yeah, I would like it if he just, like, he went back and showed up in a story, and he, and that's just one of his tricks. I think I think it's more fun if we call him a necromancer, because there's a ghost <laughs> thing. Uh, Ooh. And so, or a, cr- a chronomancer, because he does, he does time. Well, and ghosts. Time ghosts? Time well, ghosts. Yeah, it's got to be time ghosts now. Mm. I'm throwing money at time ghosts. So, um, her name is Amy. Is it Dorit or Dort? <laughs> it's Dorit. Okay. Yes, D O R R I T. Okay. That is better than we Dort. We work with that. But I would not put it past <laughs> Charles Dickens to come up with. So, is this the League of Orphanary Gentlemen? Holy yes! shit! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's very good, Francis. I'm, I, I'm, I, I had to jump in there because I thought of it right then. Are they extra orphanary <laughs> or just orphanary? <laughs> they're extra orphanary? Yeah. Do you think that they can handle that? I think they're extra orphanary gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know anything about Scrooge's parents either. He could be an orphan for all we know. This is a team entirely of orphans. I feel like when you become old enough, you're just automatically an orphan when you, when you don't have parents now. Right. Sure. <laughs> But it maybe works. eventually we reveal that um, Scrooge thought he lost both of his parents when actually his father went to the future oh. to learn magic. Oh, oh my god. And oh. then came back and his his father is David Copperfield. And he ca- he chose that name because he made his fortune on what he called a field of copper where... <laughs> Which is a steampunk <laughs> factory. In this, yeah, copper just it just grows like trees. You can plant oh. it. <laughs> you just go on out and like hop off a, uh, just pull a hunk out of the ground, and then just like jam it onto your train and it goes. Now, when you say yeah. hunk, you mean um like a, a a large quantity of the metal, or do you mean like a beefy boy? <laughs> oh. Do we have room for metal beef boys with all the orphans? I've only got two people in this, I think, yeah, so let me, far. Let me, let me, <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. Let me throw this at you. Artful Dodger is now a steampunk cyborg. Ooh. <laughs> the, oh, man, that works. Now, um, Christopher, you're, you're a comics writer. You do, you do this shit for real. How, mm. how, how are we bringing these characters together? What's the best way to form a team, I guess? What are they... What? Why? Why would yeah, you need a threat? You right. need a th- you need a, a threat that will unite them. Um, uh, industrialization. But don't they all love industrialization? Aren't they all know. creatures of it? 
Uh, let's see. What else we got? You got um, aliens. Mean, mean old ladies. Mean old ladies. Yeah. That is kind yeah. of a theme. There's a lot of mean old ladies in Dick. Oh, that's good. Then you could have um, uh, what's her name from Great Expectations be Mrs. like Ms. the main Havisham. villain. Yeah. Yeah. Have Havisham be the main villain. You could have. Yeah. She's creating a league of jilted brides. Oh. And they they oh, wear yeah. all their wedding dresses are perpetually aflame. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, who's the who's the woman that Ebenezer Scrooge was oh, engaged to? Perfect. Yeah. Spoiler. I want to say one. it's her name is Mary, just because that is the most Victorian British lady <laughs> name I could think of. Yeah, I could see I could see him like visiting the past with his ghost and going, Mary. <laughs> exactly. Great read. That was Mary. Oh. Oh, Mary. Mary. Yeah, Mary. That's, that's good. Her, her name's Mary now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Whatever it was. So maybe what? If, let me throw this at you. We've we've addressed ghosts. Mm-hmm. What if what if the League of Jilted Brides are mostly ghosts? Well, you've got a lot more people to pull from. Well, in, in this maybe in this version of history, Pip did not save Miss Havisham, and now she is a perpetually aflamed ghost. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Oh, yes. And she's constantly talking about um her I don't know, what does she talk about well, money? Oh, she talks about all of her great expectations. <laughs> she's like the Shadow King, right? She visits other women and like makes them carry out her plans. Ooh. That's oh. pretty good. Like a little puppet master maybe? Hmm. What other jilted <laughs> puppet, brides have we got? Puppet mistress. Uh, we don't have it. So in Little Dorrit, uh, Mrs. Clenham uh, was not. She wasn't jilted, but she she was not embittered happy. by her husband, who was mm. unfaithful. Mm-hmm. So she'd get down on some revenge action mm. for sure. Definitely. Perfect. Okay, so let's see. Miss Havisham appears. She does. She is she summoned by uh, bitter emotions? Maybe. Oh, I like that. Oh, oh like yeah. a Ghostbuster situation yeah. where it's like an emotion like runs over London to a boiling point that it summons forth the terrible energies of burning brides. Yes. I don't then... know why my thoughts immediately yes. went to like a sort of uh, uh, like water for chocolate thing where someone makes something awful like gruel and then that summons them. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, Either of those sounds great, but I do think because now you've said the Ghostbusters thing, Chris, we have yeah. to... <laughs> the big finale of this movie has to be them riding inside Big Ben walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. Like I, a like a, oh, like a siege machine. Maybe they combine Big Ben, the Tower of London, London Bridge into like a sort of industrial Voltron. Yeah, you're talking Ooh. like Megazord. Yeah, we're going there. Okay, yeah. I'm talking Voltron. It is very distinctly There's different from Megazords, of... and it is very clear we make that <laughs> distinction. But you're, you're talking about component pieces. Megazord, uh, Zord, yeah, fine, it's, it's Voltron. <laughs> so the orphans, the orphans. Hello, Gov. <laughs> Please, sir. May I have some more? Yeah, Which it... way to the times, Gov? <laughs> Oi, did I ask you? Yeah. <laughs> Oi, I'm a robot, and I... Bong, bong... Oh, cry me. Oh, bong, bong... I can't talk while I'm chiming. 
12 o'clock is gone forever. Bong. Like, during during the fights, he has to stop. It is 1 o'clock. Bong. <laughs> Just announced to everybody. Is, yeah. the, is the clock face the robot's face or the robot's chest? I th I'm thinking chest. What mm. is the face, then? The face. Well, it pops out, right? Well, yeah, sure. So it's just a robot. No, oh, it's no, it's just, it's. You know what it is? No, I like it's, it's 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 um, it's it's friggin' anonymous mask. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> it's guy fox. It, it's, it's a guy, guy fox. fox. Oh yeah, my god! Yes. Let's do it. Oh. Yes. Yeah, for shits and giggles, let's include Evie from yeah. Paper Vendetta Wearing... with our other orphan. <laughs> remember, remember. Uh, that, that day in November. It's a fifth. I know. I was making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good joke. It's 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 a guy fox face with uh, steampunk goggles on the forehead. Oh, you Good. gotta, you oh. gotta. Gilding the lily. It's <laughs> a very punchable face. Okay, so the extraordinary gentleman we have, Amy Dorrit. Oh, that's it. We have a, and Scrooge. We got I guess. Scrooge. We already said. Scrooge oh, I thought was there, we, right? I thought you put it in Oliver Twist. Like yeah, I thought he have, was your 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 key orphan. We could also have we could also have Esther Summonson from or any. I think there are like a million orphans in Bleak House, so you can use any of them. Uh, sure. Oh right, and Artful Dodger is a steampunk cyborg. Right, right. Uh, steam steamborg maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was. I was born of flesh, and then I got robot parts. <laughs> <laughs> I think... What's a robot? <laughs> it's, like, it's like steampunk and metal, but with like a clock bit. It, I think it robot. goes without saying that uh, Artful Dodger will be our Tony Stark. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, he just gets to wear... He gets to Does wear he... the pipes. And, uh... I guess we should probably bring Pip in there if Miss Haverson Haverson's gonna be there. Yeah, I think we gotta have the whole yin yang. Like if we're bringing Ooh. in. Wait, what about Pip, this? If we're bringing in Mrs. Haversham, we got Pip. How you know, about we this? Kinda keep it. In this universe, at, at some point they will confront Miss Haversham. The first, the first meeting of the team when they first confront her, where they inevitably lose because they always the team always has to lose once lose before first, they yeah. can win, and she will say something to Ebenezer. Uh, accusing him of letting her die, at which point we reveal that Ebenezer Scrooge is an adult Pip. Mm? Ooh! Oh. And every... You, yes, you know, sir. Because of how, like, culturally relevant and into Dickens everyone is, the theaters will go nuts at that reveal. Yeah, that, that's gonna be a crowd please. <laughs> She'll call him Pip, oh, and at that God. moment, like, the yeah, people in like, theaters will explode their heads. Because, uh, do you remember Scrooge's voice from back when we overhauled this? I, I don't. I think... I think you had a little bit of Brooklyn. For some reason, he was American, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he he was very gravelly. He very, he was uh, yeah. no. This is <laughs> this is actually this is not his voice. This is this is this is Miss Havisham's voice. I've mistaken it. Hey, um, <clears throat> doll. He was uh he was very uh I don't I don't believe in no ghosts. Uh. Yeah, and so you know, Mrs. Mrs. Havisham says like, this is all your fault, and everyone's very confused, right? And she's like, she's like, you left me to die because <laughs> all ghosts have to do that. He's like, Look. and then that's when she goes. And then, like, as she's, like, dissipating in the sunlight or something. Yeah, she's like, he's like, look, Miss Havisham, Bubbola, I, uh, <laughs> I did not, that, that wasn't me. Um, what's, does Miss Havisham have a first name? Is it just Miss? 
It's just, it's just miss. Oh, here's a weird thing. Her husband's name was Arthur. Oh, wait, nope, that's a half-brother. Well, same thing back then, right? It's the same Arthur. Pretty much the same thing. That's that was, half the half-brother was another name, was another word for husband, I'm pretty sure, back in those times. Yeah, you have to say half-brother and then wink. You <laughs> just say it. With, with your hand next to your, next to your face. Yeah, you uh, tap your nose. Yeah. You basically just telling the, the runner on third to steal home af- after you say it. Is my half-brother? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we're in... Is this Victorian? That's the only... Is it Elizabethan? Oh, we, 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 we said steampunk vampire times. That's right. I just keep using the word Victorian, and I'm afraid some history nerd is gonna be all well it's gonna point out the many inaccuracies well actually um in victorian times they did not know what steam was so um (laughs) okay so miss havisham has come from the beyond and what do we have so there's a lot of jilted embittered wives right that's what's causing the ghost uprising Uh Mm uh-huh sounds good as you do (laughs) as you do so what's, I mean, I guess, Chris or Carly, walk me through, get, w- give me a recruitment montage. What do we see as Scrooge is uh, pulling together this team? I want to, I want, I need a word picture here. Uh, tell me, tell me what this looks like. Um, I, for some reason, kind of want to see them try to pickpocket each other and then like <laughs> laugh it off. And they're like, oh, we all know what this is, right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> See, I'm seeing like I'm seeing like um like your orphanage like workhouse situation, uh-huh. and it's like you've got the cruel master, and he's like he's about to hit one of the boys for like dropping a cog, you know, or something like that, and then <laughs> ah, can't drop the cog. a fist on the on the wrist as he's about to strike and turn around, and there's Scrooge, and he just uh, and then Scrooge says a classic Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge catchphrase. What? Yeah, what does he say? He says, he, he, says, he says, boy, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's, it's Christmas. And he punches him in the face. For all you boys. And then he says, get me the biggest goose you can find. <laughs> yeah. And then goose's geese rain down from above. Oh, I just meant he called his fist Christmas goose. Oh, the boys are sense. very confused. Instead of instead of a star wipe, it's a goose wipe. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just yeah, that's, I'm picturing the the recruitment of the stepping into the orphanage, and well, a lot of these orphans are living out in the in the wild, I guess, which is why my <laughs> well, what? all right, you're gonna pick up like one from like a a workhouse, right? Sure. And then like next step. You know, like, oh, you the know, next, all the next scene is like him. is like yes. three card Monty on the street. He's ballsy. You know? Yeah. So you got like you got some scam right? It's like, it's like, oh find a queen, find a queen, it's easy, couple bucks, no problem. I've quit, I mean. You know. And then Scrooge grabs him by the wrist as he's about to grab the queen and he says Boy, what day is it? So it's like you got Moxie kid, join my squad. Yeah, join my squad. Then he then he's maybe crossing a bridge over the Thames and uh, he he takes a fall and kind Amy Dorrit crouches over to help him up and he grabs her wrist <laughs> and he says, "Boy, what day is it?" <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how he goes about recruiting. That's wonderful. The only thing that I would like to add is the the final scene is just a nice idyllic 
uh, like cottage in the woods by a pond, and uh, there's a, a boy fishing, and Scrooge walks up and he says, uh, I, "I just this this line has to be in it." And he says, "Are you the artful Dodger?" And of course, and the Dodger replies in his. Uh, Frank, Frank, give me what a give me what a steampunk robot would sound like. <clears throat> yeah, give me a sec. Uh, I think I can maybe. I think I can maybe use this. Oh, you guys getting a good. You guys getting a good vibe. That's pretty good. I I am him. Well, no, what he says. <laughs> I am he because he's so think Tin Man, right? Like it's steampunk, but it's not. He's not. It's not That's like good. great. He can't really I, talk. Am him. <laughs> That's very good. The only edit I will make to that is instead of openly admitting it, he says the much cooler line, used to be. Cause used to be. I thought you were going for the, the Logan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that no, that's what happened. All right, so so for that one, they, uh, you know, they, they go to an alleyway, right? So uh, you, you got, it's like, it's like, I've got one last one to check out. And he, and he walks into this alleyway and he sees a little boy crying over his dead parents and there's all these pearls oh everywhere. <laughs> and he goes, Master Wayne, go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right. <laughs> just backs out. And he can't, he can't recruit the most famous orphan crime fighter of them all. He just says, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got your own thing. That's uh... Oh, it was a, an inopportune moment is what that was. <laughs> That's my mistake. Rude of me. I almost did a Alfred voice, which now I feel like Alfred should tell him to go fuck himself also. Um, <laughs> on behalf of Master Wayne. Yeah. He attends the funeral and tries to pick up, and then <laughs> Alfred's like, Whoa. He just won't stop. He tries like yeah. four times He's to record gotta hit up a when Alfred, When Alfred tells him, he attends the funeral and tries to like sidle up. Oh man! Well, I think there needs to be a point in the in the um, in the story where he kind of loses, like everyone sort of loses faith in Scrooge, and so he tries to get more orphans by just yeah. stalking funerals. <laughs> he starts his own workhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get into it, there are a lot of great uh, orphans in action fiction. I mean, you've got James Bond was an yes. orphan. You've got um, known for his. Su- Lack of parents. You've got Superman. Superman. Uh, with with got, hologram, you, Dad. That's steampunk. You've got Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Sure. All orphans. You've got um, Littlefoot from The Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. A noted crime fighter. <laughs> oh. Dude, tree stars. How can we work that in? I mean, oh, no, is, dude. I got it. David I got it. I got it. is a time-traveling wizard. Scott, no, no, oh, you're yeah, you're coming ahead of me, but I already have the finished idea. Please give it to me, Frank. I'm all I'm all I'm all I'm all I'm all on Twitter now. Yeah, I can feel so, it. So there's a, there's like there's the 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 low point of the film, right? So all the orphans are engaged in one versus one combat with perfectly matched enemies, like but but the the clock is on is on is on the embittered the side of the flaming brides, whatever we call them. Mrs. Avisham. Not She's not winning. Big Ben. Screwed. Not Big Ben Screwed. though. Yeah, 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 no. Scrooge is like looking around, right? And it's all—it's the always lost moment. And he says, he just says to himself, he says, "We're, we're out, we're out of orphans." Do his voice. Say, "We're out of orphans." <laughs> uh, we're we're out of orphans. Who's he talking yes, to? So then, himself? At that exact second, he's talking to himself. But he it's probably so, calls him. Okay, mm. he, he probably calls himself Ebby. So he's like, "We're out of orphans, Ebby." I don't know why he <laughs> would name himself, but okay. Um, 
he does that, right? And then, like, a second later, a rift in space opens, and we hear David Copperfield's voice for the first time in the film, and he says, I'm not so sure about that! And then pouring out of this portal is just every every orphan we've named that's not part of Victorian times. Oh my that's foot, The dinosaur oh, comes yeah. out, and he's, like, eight feet tall. Baby dinosaurs are huge. And it just all keeps pouring out. That's true. Littlefoot would be big compared to regular orphans, wouldn't he? And it's like mm, the end yes. of the first Avengers movie where you don't even know what's happening. There's just so many people on the screen. And then Littlefoot says, that's my secret. I'm always angry. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can certainly attempt that. And then I don't think then, dinosaurs uh, talk the same way. Um, we could talk in the movie. I actually, yeah, let me see. I, I did, I was working on an illustration I never completed, which was like, Funny enough, um, it was it was meant to be an illustration that looked like. Are we talking LBT fanfic? It, it, it was whoa whoa. Uh, it was gonna look like um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it was called like the Orphan Haters Club or something like that. It's <laughs> all the villains of orphans, and I just looked at the folder. I have all the reference for That's my villains. So I can good. type. I have so many orphans. So you this got Star Fox. You've got um, uh, Will from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my gosh! Yep, Luke uh, Skywalker. Oh wait, got, no, his dad's still alive. Uh, <laughs> Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> you've got Little Orphan Annie. Uh, it's right there in the title. Oh jeez, um, how did we miss that? Oh, and you you know she like wields knives secretly. Oh yeah, she has like shurikens and stuff. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, you've got. Um, Oh, Frig, what's his name? Uh, the Klingon fella from from Worf? the... Yeah, Worf is an orphan. <laughs> Worf. Uh, but he has very sweet adopted. You've got uh, that Aragon boy. Oh, uh, Aragon. You just see, like, oh. giant Michael Dorn just, like, punting children around. <laughs> yeah. You've got the, uh, you got the, um, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, you have Link from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> You've got, these are all pouring out that the wizard They're just, has this, summoned. This rift in time. David Copperfield, throughout our properties, David Copperfield has kept showing up at the end of movies and saying, well, I need you for one last job. <laughs> and this is, this the, is the last, last job. job. I lost my head. Now, um, now Chris, I, I think there's an orphan that we're notably missing, and this all hinges on how self-indulgent you want to get, but does a young Latino boy riding a raptor come out of that rift? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot. About... Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll license him. I'll license. It sounds like he. Oh. It sounds like we might be. We might be putting upon Christopher Scott. You, I might, mean, you might, got a right of refusal. You tell me if you want Gordito out of this. But happy, happy to license young Gordito. Um, it's funny <laughs> you say this. I'm like, it's like you're probably it's probably thinking about Harry Potter. We haven't talked about <laughs> Harry Potter yet. <laughs> All right, the kid I made up. <laughs> That was pretty I, good. Jesus, I knew <laughs> I'm retired, lady. I didn't even, I didn't even think about Harry Potter. How Harry Potter is Harry? pretty notably. Well, but we, I mean, come on, we can't. We've he already got one wizard in this movie. We can't have two. Yeah, yeah except Harry Potter's one. a real wizard. Chris is making piercing eye contact with me. Carly, you know David Copperfield is just an illusionist. <laughs> you know it. I will die on this hill. We, all right, we don't need to get into this again tonight. Did you guys know that Oliver Twist has an alternate title called The Parish Boy's Progress? That's just a fun fact that I just learned. I mean, we can all make up whatever names for books we want. <laughs> you know. On the, we need we need a few more villains. I'm thinking, is is that guy who Oliver asks for more gruel from? Does he have a name? 
Yeah, he, he does. I just, I, Jesus, oh, but... I just had this open. I just had it open when I was taking off all those other names. Uh, Bill Sykes. It's Bill oh, Bill Sykes. Sykes. No, Bill Sykes is. Well, so he is the main villain, but he's not the guy who runs the the workers' house that Oliver oh, right. lives in. Right, 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 right. But that so that guy can be like Bill Sykes' <laughs> lackey in this movie, and solely because when that portal opens and all of these orphans come out, we'll show a close up on him as he turns to look at the rift and he goes more, and then that's it. <laughs> That that's his that's his yeah, uh, sag after credit. Then he gets he immediately line. gets yeah some kind of shrapnel through. And his then face. he turns directly to the camera and winks. <laughs> I think there should be a lot of turning to the camera and winking. There's so like, much mm-hmm. winking in this movie. It's a crowd pleaser. This is actually this will pioneer the like winking. We didn't even have a name for it yet, but we'll it's call it breaking the fifth wall technique. because it breaks the fourth wall so much that it just becomes its own thing. Yeah, breaking. Um, Here's an interesting one. thing. So, Charles Dickens died at age 58. It looks like he had about 13 kids. Hey, I'm going to say maybe not all of them made it to adulthood before he died. Fair. So, do they get do they have a oh, an appearance? Boy. This is exploitive. Do you have Dora Annie Dickens and Edward Dickens? Henry Fielding Dickens? Sydney Smith Haldemand Dickens? Dude, some of these kids got lots of names. Alfred Dorsey Tennyson Dickens. Holy crap. Cool it, Chuck. <laughs> Yo, Chuck, sa- save the words for your books, not for your kids' middle names. <laughs> hey, Chuck, save the names for some of the other kids. Jeez. Hey, boy. Oh, he is very good at names. My favorite one, Frank, what's the... Um... Martin Chuzzlewit. There's that one, but that's not the one. I'm thinking. Barnaby Rudge is another thing that he wrote, which is a great name. I don't know what that guy does. So there's a there's a Dickens property, and I know nothing about this. Named the Signal Man, and if that's not the name of a villain, oh my gosh! Or is that ooh? M Night Shyamalan's The Signal Man. I'm gonna give you only the first sentence of The Signal Man. Hit me. The short story, The Signal Man, is a oh, ma- is it. a man, obviously, who tells stories of a ghost that has been haunting them. Oh, well, perfect. Preceding a tragic event on the railway in which The Signal Man works. Ready, ghost. So this is a man haunted by ghosts. He is susceptible to, to ghostly control. So where does, he fall, where does he fall on the axis of good and evil in this story? Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's the bad guy who turns good? That's yeah, good... I mean, I feel like, or he could be like, I, I want to say like he could be like an oracle kind of person. Oh, like... he lives in Big Ben. <laughs> yep, he lives in Big Ben. Because he's the signal man. The signal uh, man. That's great. And um, and when, when when Ebenezer Scrooge sends up the signal, the signal man knows to receive the signal. The orphan signal. And begin to form the Benbot. The Benbot <laughs> that does, what are the five parts of the Benbot again? Um, so we've got Big Ben, mm-hmm. chest and, and, and torso, right? Yeah. London we've got London Bridge, London which bridge. are probably like the arms. A leg? Like there it, t- can there be two London the bridge. Bridges? Oh, yeah. That's why London only has the... They only have the one bridge because it lost one of its arms in battle. Oh, perfect. Oh. And, and, oh, and, uh, oh, and can you it have a do crow- not have legs. Can, can it have a crutch? Like tiny... <laughs> Yes, of course it uses it London Tower as a crutch. Yeah, when, great. 
when it falls, um, it has no legs. You know, like I mean, I gotta say it. The London Bridge is falling down, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be no. sorry. This is gonna make this get this movie made. You gotta. <laughs> The, the enemy defeats the Big Ben bot before David Copperfield shows up with the time rift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when Mrs. Havisham says, it's falling, and then looks at the camera and winks. And, and somebody <laughs> says, what's falling? And then somebody shouts back the thing. London um, Bridge. I feel like part of the bot's got to be a train, right? Yes. Or it shoots trains. <laughs> oh, it's got to shoot trains, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the parliament building, right? Oh, you got the parliament building. Or, the, or yeah. trains could be a whip. Could be a whip. Oh, oh that's weapon. good. Oh. That's pretty dope. Maybe, maybe yeah, just definitely get the parliament building in there. They're all around each other anyway. Yeah. They're all within uh, like five feet of each other. And it wears a tiny crown. A real tiny crown. Yeah, someone's actual crown. An actual the crown. Actual, the queen's actual crown. Yeah. A beacon activates and summons the crown. Above mm-hmm. the haunting, emotionless smile of Guy Fawkes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Queen Queen Victoria... Was this the second? Uh, the, the big one, the biggin. I think I thought she was. The no, first. yeah, it was just Queen Victoria. Sorry, she's the first. Yeah, Queen Victoria is piloting it. I uh, <laughs> is piloting the robot. Um, I thought the orphans were piloting the robot. Well, they're running the gears. They're yeah, they're orphans. S- they're cranking the. Crank they're shoveling down the, the coal into the thing. <laughs> even, even as the heroes of this movie, oh, they a- are wor- they are put to work yeah. to manual labor. Yes, ma'am, it's what we're good at. <laughs> Oh, so, oh, my my good lady, it is an honor to shovel coal in your crusades against the jilted women of the city. And I'm so glad to be the joint of the knee on this robot. I'm dead chuffed to play my to play my role in the monarchy and in the imperialist <laughs> empire of Britain. Yeah. God save the queen. God oh save gosh. us everyone. Very obedient children, these orphans. Alright, I, I I've got a pretty good direction we can possibly take this. So I open up the Wikipedia page for for Guy Fox. Is it Guy? Um, um, he briefly fought for the Spanish in um, a war in the in, in the 1500s. And while fighting with the Spanish, he adopted the name Guido Fox. Mm. Hey, enter any of the Jersey Shore people. I'm we just listening. go ahead and incorporate the entire state of New Jersey into. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's out. I just I did want to bring it up. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it was a legit name. So what what is the Benbot fighting? Is it just you know forming and then just standing in London producing steam like more I pollution? I assumed it was a a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in a flaming wedding dress. Is yeah. that not where this is going? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I feel stupid for asking. That's that's absolutely <laughs> what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Havisham absolutely manifests a body and at the climax. Yes. Yeah, of, of and you, you can like you can make that body from some sort of like like it can it can like a big marshmallowy shape can can pour out of a, a combination of the new industrial age smokestacks, you know, like mm. like that's their plot is they put this key ingredient into all these factories so at once they all churn out this same mass from their from their various smokestacks that form into a giant flaming bride. That's very good. <laughs> Maybe is uh so Miss Havisham is a spectral lady. Does her adopted daughter do her like earthly dirty work for her? I forget her name, but she basically just like strings oh, Pip along for an entire Emily book. Emily or something? Oh, Emily God. or Emily sounds right. 
According to Wikipedia, it's uh, Estella. That Estella. It is. That's, that's right. spicy for Dickens. Yeah, that's. M- must have been horny when he wrote that one. <laughs> Coming up with some proper ribald names. <laughs> Estella. Oh, no nun named that, eh? <laughs> He's like. T- <laughs> he writes it and he looks down at his dog. Hey, look what I did. This is pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dogs okay. can't talk. That's what the dog says to him. And <laughs> then he goes, w- he goes, woo, woo, woo. And he looks at his bottle of hooch. He says, oh, none of this. And then he said, well, I'm 58 now. Time to die. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's the end of the intermission. <laughs> this is a four-hour long movie, right? <laughs> it's a very long movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's 17 versions of the movie, and you text while you're in the theater. Oh, oh that's a lot of filming to do. Oh, they did it for Clue. They did do it for Clue. They did do it for Clue. And it worked out really... Well, it worked out okay. There's precedent. So, uh, Dickens... Or, not Dickens. Scrooge is the only one who can see ghosts, right, Frank? Is that correct? Oh, and Amy. can she Amy Amy. Dort can perceive them, but not... I don't know about seeing them. Because her father had mind ghosts. Her father had mind Mm -hmm. ghosts. So she's like... The mind ghosts. She's like... There's she can a, read ghost minds but not see them. She says, uh, "There's a present." I don't. That's not her voice. Um, that's not. That's not. I detect the presence of uh, the hereafter. <laughs> oh, that's very good. It is. That is an unreasonably good Victorian orphan. Victorian. <laughs> Victor- uh, Victorian. There are a lot of good orphan puns. I'm learning. Yeah, and every single time any anybody says the phrase "left behind." abandoned or alone any of those words ever come up every person on screen looks at the camera and winks (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna need a lot of winks in this movie (coughs) the director's like hey more winks hey what are you doing it's a wrap on winks (laughs) to wrap on winks (laughs) (laughs) a phrase that will never be said on this movie (laughs) it is never a wrap for winks (laughs) all right this is uh we got Day five of wink pickups. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just haggard. Their eyes are so tired. Oh, their eyes are so red, their so raw, just, so puffy. They're just twitching the whole the whole movie. Their yeah. their wink muscles are like asymmetrically toned. Like they just got weird beefy eyelids. They got one buff eye. Oh man. Oh boy. Uh, okay, what are we missing? I feel like there's a lot of heat to this. Nothing. Anything we're missing? Nothing. It's perfect. It sounds perfect. We have winks. We have portals. Wait, we need a love. <laughs> we need a love connection. That's oh, we gotta missing. have a love connection. All right, fine. You got little Dorrit and uh, I don't know whoever's age appropriate for her. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Amy at this point? I feel like she's twenty years old or something. All right. Okay. Can't she? Can't she be with? Uh, Ebby? Uh, Scrooge? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Or she, mm-hmm. we could we could flip we could it. do Oliver. Given in Victorian times how common it was for older men to take young girls as brides, maybe she... No, maybe... Ah, I don't oh, like her it and Oliver Twist. Mm. <laughs> I don't like... She says... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, you know, we're we're taking it back or something. That doesn't, that doesn't feel right. That's no. our word. A truly feminist movie. <laughs> <laughs> the plight of... Most, I think that that's what the movement's about, right? Because women can't marry younger men is the problem in America. 
I yeah, think. maybe she maybe she takes uh, maybe at the end of the movie once the crisis has been averted, she takes young Oliver by the hand and she says, "Wait for me," <laughs> and then she just vanishes into the mist. And then he just turns to the camera and he says, "Talk about the worst of times." <laughs> <laughs> does she does she hop into a time portal to emerge when he is older? Yeah, or she just like waits. <laughs> She just goes and sits down. She just she just hangs out for like I don't know how old Oliver Twist. The whole the whole half your age plus seven thing. She has she has to wait a couple years, but then the math works out for Oliver. But she tells she tells Oliver to wait. So where's she going? Yeah, she's just gonna go hang out somewhere. I've got other things to do. I'm an adult woman. I've got a bit of I've got a bit of errands to run. Carly, that doesn't make sense to me. What what is a woman doing if she's not? actively being engaged or married to a man. That's <laughs> This doesn't make sense to me. What do they do? <laughs> oh, well, I'm getting a great look right now, fellas. <laughs> she says, Audience, my wonderful, wonderful feminist spouse is, <laughs> yeah. is giving me a real look. Oliver says, wait, where are you going? She goes, I mean, I've got a job outside of the <laughs> yeah. extorfin- extraordinary gentleman. Amy yeah. Dorrit had a job. Sure, she had a job inhaling smoke from a coal mine or something, right? No, she she was a seamstress. Oh, right. So up yours. But still plenty of like coal smoke blowing around. I mean Yeah, no, she got high terrib- off of coal. Terrible, terrible smog in London. Terrible air. The air is very bad. She made the dress Miss Havisham was burned in. Ooh. Ooh! This dress is cursed. Well, so here's what I think so seamstresses still exist, but I think in our world... Wait, they do? I a- thought we just had robots. Well, no, Amy... In our in our Victorian era, right? Uh, Amy Dorrit is, like, the best steam mechanic for, 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 for 9,000 leagues. She mm. just, like, bangs all the pipes together. She really, stitches, she really stitches that copper. Love it. That's pretty good. And she helped make Artful Dodger's suit. Oh, right. Oh. He's in this movie. I love it. Yeah, he's... Yes. This is very good. I don't. I don't know that we need to add any more to this, uh, unless I think we literally can't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Put this podcast on a golden cassette tape. Shoot it into space. Email it to Steven Spielberg, care of Hollywood. <laughs> Wait for the check. <laughs> and the lawsuits. We'll get all the rights. I mean. Chris, you got that inside track to get it adopted, uh, adapted, I suppose. We, nobody adopts it. It's an orphan. Um, oh! A, oh! Shit! <laughs> Bam! Uh, adapted into comic book form. We've got that fast track. Um, uh-huh. So, I, I think I think we might have... I think we might have... I don't think there need to be any movies after this. Like, I think this is the last movie I that'll ever happen. I think we're done. Yeah, uh, I, I don't need more movies. I think we're actually just going to go ahead and call it for the whole show, Scott. We Wait. got it. Well, no, I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, we can start a new thing, but just we can't ever do this anymore. Oh, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess... Th- thanks for coming up. What a, this is, I guess, the last episode of Reboot Leggers, but... Uh, thank you for letting me end your show. <laughs> thank you. For real. So happy to have written the last movie. Thank you both so much for, for coming on the show. This was a ton of fun and... Uh, absolutely amazing. I, I hope you had as much fun as we did, and uh, listeners, I hope you were winking right there along with us. 
<laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll we'll just say everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, please subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating. That is um, that is how we. That's just how we get found. Um, Carly, could you give me a, a, a Victorian orphan asking for for an iTunes subscription? If you please, sir. We really rely on the kindness of your of your enthusiastic reviews of our program on the medium known as iTunes. iTunes. And um, I can't promise any sort of remuneration for your good deeds other than knowing that when you die like my mommy and daddy, you will go to heaven with them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was wonderful. Um, (laughs) Thank you. uh, All right, well, so until next time, um, I've been Scott Owen. And I'm Frank Sarah. And... Our guests were Carly. You guys, you guys can you say guys your names say if you want. Carly Waldorf Monardo. Christopher Carly Wardoff Hastings. And uh, we usually end with Frank providing a password for the listeners to tune in next episode. Would you guys like to uh, give the password for next episode? Yes, the password is burning, burning dresses. dresses. <laughs> Let me try. Yeah. That was perfect. And... <laughs>